0: You are listening to the BJJ Globe Trotters Pirate Radio podcast, brought to you from Saint Bart in the French West Indies. We talk jujitsu, traveling, and people who do things a bit different in life. I am your host, Christian Growcard. Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of the BGJ Globetrotters Pirate Radio Podcast. Um, This episode is kind of an experiment uh, since it's the first one I have been doing outside of the studio, uh, also known as my basement. Um, I took my little microphone along with me during the the camp we did here in St. Bart, uh, the Caribbean Island Camp, uh, a week and a half ago and just pretty much recorded stuff, uh, sat down and and talked to people about random things and um, I ended up recording around four hours of material and uh, I think I've cut that down to around an hour now so um, I hope you will enjoy it, Uh, I'd be happy to hear your feedback on this because uh, I'm obviously going to a lot of camps so so this is something uh, I could do. At, uh, at every camp so if you like it or there's something you, you you think is missing or something please feel free to shoot me an email uh mail at bgjglobetrotters.com or like catch me on facebook or something um so without further ado this is um the episode from the caribbean island camp and um i hope you'll enjoy it I rented this really cool jeep for, for the camp, I really tried to buy one um, But because of the hurricane, uh, pretty much half of the cars on the island are, are wrecked So uh, it's not that many for sale um, Kind of a luxury problem I know So I had to rent a jeep for the camp and I just got in it um, on my way to uh, to the first training of the camp going downhill from my house here. I live on a really steep hill um, so the first training of the first day is just gonna be an open mat. Uh, we didn't really feel like doing any classes on the first day also because uh, a bunch of people arrive like this afternoon so, uh, so we thought we would just do an open mat for to kind of kick off the camp and then we're gonna have a little welcome meeting up on a hill with a view of uh of town so i am on my way and in best caribbean fashion it's seven minutes past two and the open mat started at two so uh i'm a little bit on caribbean time but i think it should be fine there are some germans at the camp who uh i hope they can accept that uh we're not following schedule 100 so but I'm excited for the first few rolls, a uh, little bit tired after surfing two hours this morning, but um, it was a lot of fun. So uh, we're just waiting for the last people to arrive and um, yeah, time to kick off this camp. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what kind of people are going to be here. Maybe a third of uh, of the participants of this camp or have been here before. So so that's, that's actually kind of nice, but uh, always interesting to see. What people will, uh, what kind of people will uh, will show up that I I have met before. So I'm almost down this hill. Uh, I live in a small kind of fisher, fisherman village called Corosol, which is uh, just one or two beaches from the from the main town here on the island. So I, the the good thing about this is, and and the small island is that. I can I can always leave like very last minute and kind of be on time. It's only gonna take me a few minutes to get there anyway, so alright, almost up the hill. Um I'm gonna cross over a uh, roundabout, top of the hill, coming down next to uh past the airport, and then I'll be right at the gym. So I'll see if uh, if anyone is there already, ready for some rolls. Just gonna park right here, get in, put on some music, and uh Get started with the first training of the camp. What's up, Patrick? We're ready for the first training. Sure, I am. Bonjour. Hey.
1: Caribbean time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Let's <How's it> go. <laughs> Camp number ten. That's right. All right, this is the free camp. Nice. Yeah. Did Finally you, got there. I kind of, uh, you know, back when I came up with that idea for the ten camp free thing, that was when we did like just like Belgium, Copenhagen, all the kind of cheap camps, and then El Salvador. And yeah. so you get one for free, but not El Salvador. <laughs> and then I start to do all these, and I'm like, shit. Now I have to, I have to honor it. So yeah. we actually have five people here in the, <laughs> the 10th camp. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's fair. I, I, I was like, when you asked you, I think you were the first one to ask me, can this be my 10th cam? God, it's an expensive one. On the other hand, it's like, if people show up for 10 camps, I'm like, fuck it, I'll give you anything. Nice.
1: What was the first one you did? The first one you ever did, the 10-year no, anniversary. The, the
0: first one you ever did?
1: Yeah. You did the, uh, you announced the 10-year anniversary. Oh,
0: yeah, the yeah the, of, of, the, of the gym. Yeah, CSA. I, well, I know that was 2013. 13. yeah. Because i just read your book. It's been four, year, four years. Wow. Oh, well. Time flies by. It's not like Kettler, who did uh, eight camps in uh, one year. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, like, immediately after the hurricane, I think... Uh, I got 20 emails from people saying, like, OK, I guess the island is gone. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, especially sitting at home, just what watching the news and reading yeah. government's uh, travel advisory, which is to uh, avoid all travel to St. Bart at all costs. Like, I saw the Canadian one and it said, like, no infrastructure, no food, no electricity, no water. <laughs> and I was looking out, like, I was sitting out, out of my hammock having lunch,
1: you know, like, with a cold beer yeah. online. And I was like, well, what island are they talking about? There was such a difference between what you, the pictures that you were showing yeah. in the news. Yeah. And, uh, I know
0: and, and you know, I couldn't really get online for a while and I didn't see the news from here at all. But after like I think after ten days or something I, I I saw the news reports and I was like, what the fuck, that looks really crazy. Yeah. You know, of course the pictures are real but 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 the media has an interest in they they sell excitement more than anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they wanna show the the most crazy pictures they can find. And you can find it there there was some crazy damage but um But, uh, I mean, you turn the camera around, and kids are playing, you know, and having fun, but... It was difficult. We we stayed a week after the hurricane with... uh, No electricity, no water, no food in the supermarket. That was tough. I mean, people were sleeping outside because it was so warm. I was sleeping in the hammock, and uh, I saw people just taking mattresses out on the street and sleeping
1: outside because it was just too warm to be indoors. Wow. It's crazy. But it's still so like beautiful here. Like, I can't imagine anything this ever is the,
0: This is the worst state it's been in in 100, in 100 years, and it still looks pretty good. Right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. 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 I still can't believe I'm here. Right. <laughs> Compared to... I left and it was frosty. I had to <laughs> yeah. defrost the plane. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, it gives, it gives life a little perspective, you know. Uh, I've thought the same of... You know, I spent so many winters in Scandinavia, and not really thought too much about it. Like that's just what you do. That's where you are. You yeah. just you just wait, and it'll get better. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, I, I hop on a plane, and like in the afternoon, and it's like super nice in summer. Uh, it gives winter a bit of perspective, for sure. I say, how's the Macau casino going over there? The are, are you guys playing it tonight? last
1: night. <laughs> I was kicking everybody's ass. For- of
0: course, you make the rules. Nobody knows the Hong Kong rules. They don't even know what, what the currency's worth. You just Okay. I'm pretty good now. You're yeah. pretty
1: good. But So how's, how are the camps for you now? You're on like number 30 compared to the beginning ones where I saw you running around like a madman trying to organize everything and everyone, all the instructors. It seems like now you slap the timetable up and it runs itself.
0: Yeah, that's right. You've seen it from the beginning. That was, uh, I think, uh, I've definitely learned some things in terms of. I've always been very perfectionistic with, with like things in the gym, and it took me a long time to learn to kind of outsource stuff, like even cleaning. I didn't want to, I didn't want to give, let anyone else do the cleaning. I wanted to make sure it was perfect. So, I think the camps kind of went through the same. Uh, went through the same process of the first few camps I did everything myself like nothing was not done by me I didn't touch it yeah and then uh, well one I completely burned out on it because I didn't know how much it it would actually be how much work it would be Um, and then I remember I remember that, I think that was the one where you went to, for the, for the big party where we did that was, I actually, I challenged myself that week to see how many things I could make happen in one week, mm-hmm. like, uh, so I thought, oh, just, just to, let's just see how much crazy shit we can pull off in a week, so in one week I did the camp for 150 people, we did a CrossFit competition,
1: yeah, I remember that,
0: yeah, we did the 10 year anniversary party with an MMA competition, and we did a we did a jiu-jitsu competition at the camp.
1: Yep. And you come, and you fought.
0: And I fought MMA. MMA. <laughs> okay. Okay. No wonder I burned out a little bit. And I did everything myself. I think I've always been kind of fascinated at just making things happen, you know, like from idea to reality. Uh-huh. And and that was just another idea. It's like, let's see how much stuff we can do in one week. And uh, it was fun. I I didn't have much energy for that fight, but. Uh, I burned out. Like, I, I mean, I had the, I had the bussing brain, stress symptom afterwards. And that was uh, the
1: one where Carrie fought Daniel in the suit. That was the well. suit
0: grabbing yep. match, yeah, yeah. Yep. No one expected
1: that. was that. a great party. <laughs> I mean,
0: that was one of the best parties I've ever thrown, by far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot. I organized a party for 500 people.
1: Yeah.
0: Shit, that was insane. So uh, I think after I thought, okay, I'm, I'm gonna need some help with this, and then we had Vara, who worked in the gym as a receptionist, and she has uh, a, some, a very special skill of uh, of not stressing, even if 300 people ask her questions every two seconds, like she can just stay calm. Yeah. So uh, so along the way, she she kind of became uh, stable after all the camps, started so to take care of things, and and. Uh, I just six months ago hired her for Globetrotters and she's going to uh, go full-time here at New Year. So she moved to Thailand where she lives right now and she w- she's going to work. She works part-time now but she's going to go full-time by New Year so she's doing pretty much everything behind the camp. All spreadsheets and uh, bookings of uh, accommodation for instructors and uh, like when someone pre-orders a ghee, or is taking care of all that so that's a big help for me. Nice. I think it was it's, it's a long process for me to find the right people to work with, you know? And I, I'm still trying, but uh, you find some people. And then, like, Catless shows up for a camp. And then for the next camp, he's like, ah, if you need some help, let me know. I'm like, ah, I already have the help. But like, okay, let's try it. And I realized he's amazing because all she's doing all day is uh, dissecting seal poops and uh, entering data in spreadsheets. <laughs> so <laughs> she's, she's, she's He's very good at like uh, like data stuff, but just getting stuff done. He's very uh, particular. Um, so I found out, okay, we worked together like really well, and uh, she did now seven or eight camps in a row. Kadla, how many camps did you do in a row? How, uh, how many camps did you do? Now Eight camps. One and a half years or something? Eight camps in a year and a half. That's a record.
2: Oh yeah, since June this year,
0: everyone's has done a like, camp a month. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty <laughs> good. It's like me. You're living my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not complaining. It's
0: good. Yeah, yeah. The only difference between you and me is I don't. I say poop. Yeah. Seal poop.
1: Yeah. Or what did I say? And eels. That's the only
0: eels. <laughs> That's the only difference between you and me. Yeah. I'm
1: sure we can find poop. With
0: So yeah, it's been a process of just finding the right people so I can relax a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, uh, I think even just last season, like 2016, I kind of had everything in my head for the camp, you know? Like everything I had to do, I just kind of remembered it along the way. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, we need to do that, uh, book rental cars. And you
1: mentioned you've got this big checklist.
0: I started to do it. Eventually, when I did all the camps last year, that's when I did so many, that I was like, shit, I need to start to organize it a little. So I, I took off like a month just to make systems, So, you know? yeah. And the checklist is growing. It's, it's more than 400 items per, per camp, stuff that needs to be done. So uh, that's really nice to have. And now I have Bar to look through it. Like, like a few times a week, she just runs through the checklist and see what is the next thing we need to do. And she reminds me, okay. oh, remember to call the factory and tell them, you know, we check up on all the sizes and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah it's been a process of finding the right people. And I think i got a good crew now. So we are well prepared for every camp. That's my mission for every camp is I could just kind of show up and, and yeah. participate. Because that's what I want to do anyway. You know? I really don't want to do too much. When, when, as, soon, as soon as the camp starts, I just want to enjoy it.
1: Nice. And how, how, do, you, how do you select the instructors? I know in the beginning, you invited everyone that you've met over your travels. Yeah. Um, so is it still that? Is it still that same thing? Or do people ask to come and teach now? Or do you, how does it work?
0: Um, it differs a little bit, but everybody asks, and I don't really want to reveal the process. <laughs> oh,
1: right, <okay. laughs>
0: because if they think there's a backdoor, I have a few tests I put people through, which are very simple. I, I will say as much as I'm only interested in having people at the camp. Who have a genuine interest in being part of the social aspect of it. Uh, I don't care how good they are. If they if they don't genuinely in deep in their heart enjoy being there and meeting people, they don't provide value for the camp. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for. And I have a few like little kind of tests I do, which are kind of simple uh, to kind of weed people out. But but mostly I say almost every instructor is is someone I, uh, who kind of just show up for our camp because they want to be there. Yeah. And I'm like, I realize, oh, you're really good. Like, why don't you, do you want to teach them next time? And then they're already part of it, you know? Yeah. Okay, it's morning of day two. I'm on my way down to the camp. It's uh, 10 to eight, I think. Um, I'm going to pick up people for the first round of uh, surf lessons this morning. And um, as far as I've heard, the second day we have a little bit bigger wave, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, yesterday was a really good start of the camp. We, uh, were, I think, we're out in two hours in the water or something in the morning, and then we had a two-hour open mat just to kind of kick things off. And uh, we walked up the hill to a nice little place, place with a view of of uh, Gustavia town, and. Uh, a drink and uh, the official the little local government came by to uh, officially welcome everyone so one of the main things about these camps one of the main difficulties are uh, it's really complicated to get enough sleep i think so we're doing all of this getting up early for uh, for for surfing and then training during the day and uh, we go out for dinner at night and and people eat late here and uh they're a little bit slow with the service, which is kind of part of the charm of being here, I think. But we'll finish up around 10:30 or something, and uh, to get enough sleep to do this every day for a week is is really a really a challenge for me. So, so I just got over the hill, uh, coming down, passing the airport. This is one of my favorite parts to drive, in, uh, on the island, it, it really looks like something out of. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice city with little propeller planes and uh, completely green and there's a beach at the end of the runway and the gym is just around the corner from here really so it's one thing that's extremely convenient about living here is that you never drive more than like five minutes pretty much since uh, the island is so small I wonder if at some point uh, I just get tired of living in such a small place so far, I, I like it. It's been interesting going from living in a big city to uh, to this. Um, it's really nice to, to try and just live different lives. You know, instead of you're randomly born in one little patch of land, and that's usually where you kind of what you kind of design your life around. I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting experience to try and and live like a life of contrast and do like very different things. All right, I am here at the camp. I'll see how many people got up early to go surfing here at eight.
2: It's really shallow at the end of the waves. Okay, so there are reefs, urchins, everything. So when you fall on the second reef, you have to fall flat. Okay, swim, catch your board, and come back. and do the the circle, and go outside by this way, okay? So I'm going to show you again, okay? So to go in and to go out, to go in and to go out in the water, remember you have to go in front of the stairs, just here, okay, there is only one way. The other way it's only reef, urchins, reef and urchins, okay? So take care, there is a sandy channel just right there, in front of the stairs, okay? And sometimes we have some waves on the first reef, so it will be easy.
1: <laughs>
2: so we are going to give you some boards, <laughs> depends your size, okay? And uh, after we are going to show you how to paddle out, lay on the board and stand up, okay? So let's go. So, you should lay in the middle of the board, on this line. Because if you are here, you will will feel it's not good, okay? It's not good because you, you have to move your hips to find the balance. It's not comfortable. So you have to be straight on the board, on your chest, okay? And put the pressure here, okay? Like this. Okay? This is the first part. Then, when you catch a wave, you have to paddle one by one with your arms, not like this, okay? to keep the speed, one by one, put your chin up, not here, okay? And when you feel the speed, the first thing is to do the cobra, like yoga, like this, okay? And you have to be stable like this before stand-up. So you push on the right and on the left side to have the board stable, okay? And then when you feel it, you have to stand up. So you do just a push-up like this and your feet should be in the middle of the board and on, on the part really large, okay? The wider point. Okay, not here. When you stand up for your posture, you have to bend your knees, but your head should be above the board, okay? Not like this. Because you are going to fall every time. And don't look down. You have to look ahead, put your arms to give you balance okay. and for the direction, and look ahead. Okay. So, so you come on the waves, and we're going to push you to help you to get the wave. That's the hard part, and the easy part is to stand up on the, on, the, on, <laughs> on the board. It's going to be easy, don't worry. And when you stand up on the board, you try to follow the wave as long as you can. To the end of the wave, after the wave stop, go back on your board, when you fall, you fall all the time flat on the water, on your back or on your belly, okay? You don't try to go too deep. And after you go back on your board and you paddle back slowly to the buoy over there, for two reasons.
0: Second camp surfing, <laughs> how's it going? Pretty good. Um, getting tired, but still
2: enjoying it very much. Since when are you surfing?
0: Uh, well, technically, for six years, but right, but against. that would be like. Yeah. Imagine you try to learn jiu-jitsu, uh, a week, a year on holiday. Oh. <laughs> you're not going to do you, know, you can't do anything. Oh. So, uh, so much to your moving here changed it a little bit because uh, I can consistently gym, practice. The door, right? Same board, same so beach sure. every day, but I mean, realistically, I do like once a week, maybe. I want to try and up it, but there's so many things you want to do here. It seems like nothing is happening, but I'm always busy with stuff I want to do and learn.
2: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask, beside the phone now. But like, um, mm. uh, like, how does the usual day for you look like? Because it seems so chill here. Like, i mean, like, which is nice for vacation. But I'm wondering, like, I was thinking at the last time already, like, imagining I live, I'm living here. It's very nice. But what do you do all day?
0: It helps to have two kids. Yeah, you know? okay. that'll, that'll keep you busy. Did need to find a wife first, mm. then. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need that, yeah. Oh, I, I like French women, they're pretty nice. I mean, work, obviously. I mean, you work like, just like you would work in, if you live in Europe. So that takes some hours of the day. I can easily fill that every single day would work if I want to. Yeah, I mean, same
2: for me, yeah.
0: You add in some French lessons and you practice surfing a little bit or you, you know, swim. Oh, I swim three, four times a week just to practice in the ocean. I, I, never, I was never comfortable swimming or in the, in the sea or, you know, I've always been super afraid of of being out there so I think now especially now when I don't compete at the moment this time in my life mm. the ocean is a, is a good way to challenge my fears in a different, more convenient way, right, right outside my door mm. uh, surfing always makes me, not always, not, not with the small waves today but on a normal day with bigger waves it always makes me a little bit a little bit scared. And I guess out that's... Alone? Huh?
3: You go out alone? Or no, it depends,
0: depends. If it's big, I never go alone, of course. But anything that'll scare me a little bit, I need to do that. Just like we talked about the camps, right? Yeah, if the camp scares me a little bit, I have to do it.
4: It's if
0: I'm frightened to death, I'll probably stay away. It's a good little kind of measurement. Yeah. If you feel a little bit of adrenaline, that's, you know you're stepping just outside of your comfort zone. And uh, there might be some something to gain there.
2: Yeah, my roomie, mm-hmm. Danny, the guy, I think from Germany, that's what he just said, like the things you Oh no, it was Ryan, the the guy with the nice English accent. Mm-hmm. Um, like the things you really don't like to do the most, no you don't like to do, that are the things you should do the most. Right. The most I
0: mean everything happens outside of your comfort zone anyway. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. true. But it's yeah, easy.
0: but I thought the same before I moved here. I was like, what? What am I gonna do? This it's so quiet, but I never have like I never have half an hour off. Since since when are you here? One year. Oh, it's pretty young. If if I started to have some more time, I would start to do like the French, you know, mm. have coffee in cafes and take naps <laughs> mid- middle of the day.
1: <laughs> they, they just take three
0: hours off to sleep. They know how to live. Yeah. Right. You can learn a lot from the. That trip. that that would be the first thing on my list if I start to have more time. Just take a hammock nap every day. Start smoking red wine. <laughs> like the song in the car. Right. Oh, look at that. Ah, side by side. Oh. Who's the one with the white rush guard?
1: That's uh, Carlos. Old. Carlos.
0: Like a guy the from New York. New York. Yeah. He's one of the instructors.
2: Okay, not bad.
0: Oh, the waves are picking up a little bit. How is it for, I like Mathieu, he's a full-time surf coach, no? Yeah. How is it now for him? There's not so many tourists. Yeah. Well, he used to work, he was like, he worked at a hotel, Mm. in Flamant Beach. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, look at Bruno. Bruno's got it. Oh, yeah. He bailed. Uh, so he worked at a hotel and uh, the hotel is gone at the moment. Oh. <laughs> it's temporarily removed from the island. Uh, but he comes here every winter.
2: Oh, but where he's where he living the rest of the year? So he's like in, in
0: the summer he's in France. He has uh, surf schools in southern France. Okay, so I obviously bet. we've been trying to set something up there, uh, like camp-wise, just because I want to go there and try to surf with him there. Mm. He's like my surf-sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Anything he says in the water, I will do it. No questions asked. He probably yeah. has a lot of experience. <clears throat> yeah, we kind of. Uh, I help him with jujitsu. He helps me to not die in the water.
2: It's a pretty good deal.
0: That's very nice, you know. He, there's so much. It's nice for me. There's something. There's so much to learn, you know. And like every every time he tells me like one little thing, and and I'll go practice on my own for a few weeks. Yeah. And just focus on that and. There was the other guy, David, the other surf instructor here, who was kind of the main instructor of the surf club. Yeah. So I've I've used him for every camp for the last, I don't know, five camps we did here. Oh. But he's very, like, he moves like a cat in the water, you know, like any big wave, you'll just see him like, blip. <laughs> everyone panics and he's like, right there. just smoothly goes through the wave. It's really impressive to see and uh, so the, two days ago, first day here, I think he saw me take a few waves. So I've known him since I came here the first time. Mm. But I don't see him very often, but he's still like, you know. If Machu is a sensei, he's like the, he's like the grand sensei oh, who wow. lives in a temple in Japan, who you only see like every 20 years. And he will make one correction and t- t- double your, your skills. So he was like, Christian, come here, come here. And I paddled over to him. And like come no no come closer. Mm. Come closer. <laughs> and it's like accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Christian. He looks at me with like a little little smile. I want to push you on a big wave. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, sensei. <laughs> it's like it's like your your instructor saying, You're ready to enter the ring. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't feel ready. <laughs> and then he pushed me on a big wave and I got it. It was beautiful. I, I had to trust his his judgment. <laughs> Apparently he was right. Nice. So it's like, you're ready to fight in the cage. Mm. So yeah, I got to step it up this next season. Okay, I think it's time to get out there. So far so good. It's uh Evening of the second night of the camp, and I'm I'm on, I'm on my way back to the camp from my house to uh, to pick people up for the dinner. Been a few logistic uh, challenges behind the scene with this camp, so but um, I always kind of count on something unexpected to happen. Uh, like we have a few issues with the with the boats; they were missing masts, and um, new masts and stuff were being shipped over. Arrived yesterday in Saint Martin, where they were gonna repair the boats, but. Um, Apparently, some of the some of the parts were missing, so we're one boat short. But uh, the entire island is now working on finding us a third boat for uh, for Friday. I haven't really told any of the campers yet about it, but it's uh, as with with anything else going on behind the scenes, I it's my mission that they'll just uh, they won't notice that anything is out of the ordinary. So um, we'll see. I'm I'm pretty confident we're gonna. We're gonna fix uh, fix the boat situation for for Friday. Today's Tuesday. Okay, I am at the camp. That was a nice short ride from my home. Um, see if I can pass these ATVs. People look ready and hungry. I'm gonna go pick them up and uh, we're gonna go to the restaurant and have a have a nice dinner. And I think everyone is gonna sleep really well after all the surfing and, uh, and training today. Good evening. Right. <laughs> How's hammock life, Christian? Did you even use your own hammock yet, or did you claim this one as your new, <laughs> as your, your new home hammock?
4: Um,
2: I'm really keen on the Italy camp.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's not even official yet.
2: Yeah, I know. That's why I I, uh, I, I like this castle thing. venue yeah. so nearby. Like, do you know the date? Yeah.
0: Like which month? Uh, May, in beginning of May. Okay. May. I'll be, I'll be back then in May 3rd to 7th or something. I
2: would be very happy if, you, if there's some way you let me know what it's like
0: online. I'll announce it on Monday, so huh? I'll announce it on Monday. I'm trying to build the website now, but you know, I, I get home from here at like 10.30 and I'm super tired. So it's a little bit difficult, but but uh, everything's ready. I signed the contract last night, and I just got just got to go for it. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> well, you can put butter on it, but then you're like lower than low. <laughs> yeah, butter and cheese, like no, nah, you don't socialise with them.
0: Wednesday, day three of the camp. Technically day four, I guess. Um, I'm on my way back to uh, to the camp after a little lunch break at home. And uh, I was almost falling asleep in front of my computer at home. I know it's only been three days and we're like not even really halfway through the, the camp. But it's been really tough to get up early and it's so nice to be in the water in the morning. So uh, we spent a lot more time there than I would usually do. And with the dehydration and all that on top it's it's really difficult to keep the energy level high um, but I'll get through it I think uh, I'm gonna try to uh, prioritize sleep a little bit more maybe take some naps do as the, as the local islanders do here so day three is a beautiful day it's a blue sky uh, just a few clouds and uh, sunny as always around 30 degrees Celsius we're gonna um, have a few classes now. Uh, Bruno, Matthias is teaching. Alexander Trance arrived today, and he will be uh, he will be doing his first class today. Uh, and then I will be teaching beach wrestling, whatever that is. Uh, I guess I'll have to find out. Um, after that, we have we we're supposed to have an hour and a half of open mat, but the local judo club cancelled their um, cancelled their class today, so we actually have like two and a half hours of open map so there should be plenty of rolling not sure I'll do all of it though. So the island really recovered actually really well from uh, from the hurricane. Uh, The roads I'm driving on right now were uh, completely blocked the first day from uh, debris and fallen trees and parts of roofs all all over and um, everything's cleaned up I think if you if you came here now you wouldn't even notice I mean it would just look like an average Caribbean road we're missing a few trees but again it's not it's really kind of difficult to see unless you know so as you can hear uh, that one as you could maybe hear that was a propeller airplane just coming in directly over the head over uh, over my car uh, probably just a few meters There is a um, the airport here is uh, has the beach in one end and a hill on the other end. So usually, to save time, they they uh, they will uh, land over the hill, but that includes a very very steep dive. So uh, the 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 strip is only 500 meters long. So so they really have to dive really deep and just uh, land correctly the first time. but I think in the beginning, when I, when I took the plane, I was a bit nervous about it. it it's it's kind of scary when they just start like pointing the nose straight down. But um, after living here and seeing them doing it like every 15 minutes, all day long, every day, you, you kind of get comfortable that they, they actually know what they're doing, so. Um, it's, it's an adventure to land here in, a, in one of the small propellers, I will say. So I am now at the gym. I can see a few people there. I will be teaching in something like an hour and a half, and then rolling for a bit before uh, taking a break for the day. It looks like Bruno is uh, teaching a class right now, so let's go check that out.
4: Just make the adjustment here, and then bring your now. Make posture. Uh, right, just a little, just a small detail nice. of where your calf is.
1: So yeah, here you're high. Yeah. It's easy for make posture. Yeah. If you're right above the neckline, it's super hard for make yeah. posture. Yeah, so, so push just, down there. Yeah, I want to say thank
4: you very much for the first class. I hope everybody enjoy. Uh, also like to say like we're gonna be one week everybody together. If you have any question about the game or something, I uh, can help. Okay.
1: Thank you very much. i you in the next class if, uh, tomorrow. we can to be. Okay? Awesome. <laughs> as low as you can. Right there. Right here. look, if you can grab the pants or if you can grab the belt. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I was missing. Yeah. Was All right, so that's going to keep that pressure. You're doing great. All right, now your left hand is going to cross face. Yes. Yeah. Good, and you're going to extend your right leg. No, no, no catch, catch, catch your knee out.
0: So Alex is teaching his first class of the camp, guard passing. Uh, lots of little details. It's probably around 40 people in the mat, 30, 35 maybe. It's pretty busy. We're uh, early afternoon, it's 3 o'clock, so it's still kind of warm, but... This place is going to be sweaty in a few hours for the three-hour open mat. So here we are on the way to the beach. It's evening, sun is about to set, and we should have some kind of beach yoga down here. I'm with Bailey, who came here on her own. Would it be rude to ask your age on the podcast? Approximately?
2: (laughs) Mid-30s, let's
0: go with that. (laughs) Mid-30s. And you came on your own to the camp. How, how, how did you uh, How did you come up with that idea?
2: Well, I know Mike from Wisconsin. All right. He told me about it. All right. Um, but it was sold out when I heard about it. But I had my heart set on coming, so mm-hmm. I ended up getting a ticket from someone else.
0: It wasn't that long ago, right? Eh? You got a cancellation ticket?
2: Yeah, in October. Okay. Like the end of October.
0: And what do you... I mean, a lot of... Uh, I think a lot of women in your position Mm -hmm. would be very like scared about going here on their own, right? Like to a camp full of guys who will fight you for a week, right? Like, what was your? uh, Did you have any fears about that? Or
2: Um, I was intimidated, mostly because I'm pretty new to jujitsu. Yeah. I signed up and I was like, I'm just gonna go for it, and And I'm having a great time. And it worked out.
0: Worked out awesome. Oh, here they are. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Enjoy. Okay, I gotta end the podcast and take pictures instead. Enjoy.
2: And with the next output, lower your arms. Let go of the foot and change the position. Put your right foot down. Bring the other foot up again. You can bring it to your ankle, a little bit higher, or bring it all the way up to the inside of your thigh.
0: Bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Day four? You're getting better?
4: Ah, it's just my second time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's right, you weren't here the other day. It's a little bit less win today, that's good. Yeah, I'll try to do better. <laughs> I can't do worse, This <laughs> <laughs> is the size of the ball, very important. Just take a big, big, take a with, big one.
2: Take this one and yeah. uh, do it like...
0: So why is it that that surfing seems to be so popular with jiu jitsu people? I have no idea. Maybe it's just uh, I mean, you can come up with all these theories that it's uh, it's similar in balance or in the feeling or something. I think it's there's kind of some truth to it. But honestly, I think it's more like just a trend. Like jiu jitsu coming out of Brazil, there's a strong surf culture. Like We all train in rash guards, we kind of look a bit like surfers (laughs) doing jiu-jitsu um i think that's the main thing but i mean for me i uh i've always been really afraid of the ocean like when i was a kid i was super skinny and i swimming was not really for me i just i was more like diving in the swimming lesson or like just diving straight to the bottom and nothing happened so it's like oh this is uh this is not not very interesting i'll just I'll just learn about computers instead. That was pretty much my my surfing, my uh, swimming career as a child. So I was never comfortable in the water. I've always been really afraid of going out in, in the in the ocean, even just like swimming on the beach. I, as soon as I couldn't touch the the bottom anymore, I would almost panic. You know, as also as an adult, and um, I think learning from jujitsu that like real growth really happens outside of your comfort zone like where i grew the most in jiu-jitsu has been through competition and uh i've been really afraid of competition too for for a long time but pushed myself back into it and it was really healthy for me uh it taught me a lot so surfing is kind of the same i've I've, i'm afraid of the ocean still am i think everybody should be (laughs) a little bit and uh and it's like facing my fears a little bit every day on on a day like this this. It, with the small waves, it's not really any, any fear at all. But as the waves get a little bit bigger, then I I have a, a little bit of adrenaline going out every time, and uh, I think that's really healthy. I, I feel more confident for, from every single time I've been out there and been washed around and forced myself uh, to become better at swimming, and also just the, the feeling of, of riding the waves or like. say it's like catching your first submission as soon as you do that you just want more and more so uh, there's there's definitely a lot of similarity in like i remember the first time i did jujitsu in 99 and someone tapped out and i remember that feeling and i've been chasing it ever since it's 20 years now and i think i'm going to feel the same about surfing Uh, i am i i i mean this for the long term for sure it's like i know it's it's an it's a long long process to constantly become more and more comfortable in the water and the waves um just like jujitsu you, you think you're you start to to know something and become a little bit good and uh and then someone will come along and make you feel like you never did jujitsu in your life um and the same really in in the ocean it's like I, I start to be feel a little bit confident and uh i've had a few situations where i'm like okay you're nothing you're just like a tiny little ant here in the ocean and and nature really is in charge i, I had a a few uh, situations in El Salvador where I was I thought I was gonna drown like literally and uh, that scared the shit out of me and really you know set me set me back in my surfing so time to get in the water enough talk Uh, I'm gonna wax up my board a little bit and uh, get out there people look like they're having having a good time so I'm gonna go and join them so fifth day in the water morning surfing and uh, we had a little competition match your Came up with a few categories. We had half an hour to, uh, to see who could, uh, who could get the best, biggest, biggest wave. So he's been to the bakery to get croissants. It looks like croissants for the winners. I see Ine is nervous. It's a, it's a close call for best surf here. Yeah, I think I am uh, either going to get first or second best oh, surf or Just hair. Just honor and mention.
2: Yeah. We have three categories, Okay, (laughs) The beginners, the wipeout, the best wipeout, and the black belt. We get three black belts this morning, so they come together. Okay, So (laughs) for the beginners.
0: We have. Yeah. Mike. Mike.
1: Yeah.
2: So you win a chouquet. <laughs> oh! We yeah. yeah. can go here. Yeah. For the second place,
0: we have Dora. Yeah. For the third yeah.
2: Dora. You win a candle. <laughs> yes. It's from Bordeaux. And the winner is... The winner is for the beginners... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You win the croissant! Right. No. So for the black belt... <laughs> yes, Carlos, you're sad because you're a professional. So. Oh. <laughs> I'll take that. So, oh, where on the chouquette? Oh, yeah.
0: No. OK, in second place. Again, Bruno. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. For the first place, the local guy for the big
2: wave. <laughs> and set. And because he giving to us 100 bucks or so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, 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 we agreed on the blue belt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've got Christian. Hey. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: awesome. So you win a crossing too.
0: Woo-hoo! Fuck yeah! We we got a good picture of that. That's going all over social media. (laughs) (laughs) It's the evening of Thursday of the camp, so day four. Um, Today I've been surfing for the fifth, fifth morning in a row. And uh, I've trained every day except for today and we've been going to the beach and today we did a hike uh, to some natural pools. And uh, I think just being out in the sun and like constantly being in the water and uh, the sun and and uh, being social with everyone I, I really hit the wall today and there was just a point where I I thought I'm gonna have to park the car, just turn on the AC and and take a nap right, right here on the road. Um, but um, I made it home. I skipped training today. Or I, I don't think that would have been healthy for me. Went home and took a nap at six o'clock in the evening. So I hope I can sleep tonight. Tomorrow is a big boat trip. Usually the highlight of the of the week here of the camp, and uh, and we set the bar really high. So uh, so I'm excited for that.
1: It's
3: nice, oh, this guy. He left like, uh, France a couple of years ago, and I think it is on this island. so mm. that... If I need to change things, then I will change everything. And I uh, and asked my wife, she so, said, yeah, yeah, go. And... Uh, so I sent a fax at the time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Another thing that goes like... <laughs> I
3: sent a fax to this guy, and I called him two days later, I said, yeah, sure. You remember me? He said, yeah, oh, sure, Pierre, yeah, yeah. I need someone, you should come. But he said, it's super small, you really have to come before and see if he likes it because it's very, very, it's like living in a little, little village. And so, and I, I was living in Marseille, it's one million cities, so it's kind of a big difference. So I, we came in 2000 with my wife. And after two days, I was swimming in Saline, and she said, okay, what do you think? I said, I'm
4: fucking staying. <laughs> <laughs> I like this
3: place. And that's basically it. I was in Saline, I remember I said, yeah, if I can do that like every weekend, I'm like, perfect. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was easy. And my wife is Swedish, so she has moved from Sweden when she was 18, so that was easier for her to move again to another country. And here, he was uh, Swedish for nearly one century before. So when we arrived, she was more welcome than I was.
1: Oh, you're Swedish!
3: Oh, you're French! (laughs) (laughs) When did the French, like, did they, like, occupy the island? Yeah, it was uh, in uh, 1877, he went back to France. They traded against warehouse in uh, Göteborg. that's the story. <laughs> about it. Must be a pretty nice warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, a warehouse. But I guess at the time for the sheep and uh, that was more valuable because here it was a rock. Eh? Here uh, there was nothing. Yeah. It, it started in uh, what 90s. Yeah, 90s. Slowly, and then exploded in 2000. Before it was uh, uh, it was nothing. Eh? Passei um mês, aí passei mais um mês em São Paulo aquele ano.
4: São Paulo, passei... Paulo é Brasil, trans. Eu sei, <laughs> não, mas aí em 2011, 2012
1: aí eu passei seis meses. Aí I
0: em 2003 eu não fui. Uh-huh. Ainda dois, dois anos e meio. Oh, okay. é? <laughs> just like three years, just like half years
3: a, a year now. Two years and a half. <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> Don't reply, Alexander. Be-
0: because okay. I,
4: I remember like uh, we managed to smash him from group popo. When he get brown, this not happen at all. From brown to black, he like he get like fucking big body, like stuff. All the burgers,
1: yeah, all the burgers.
4: It was like learning everything like from Brazil. What we we do it, but uh, like everybody have been trying to try to to learn jiu-jitsu, like the Always miss the class. Go to the beach like this. This guy, he's in the first class seven in the morning, ten thirty, four thirty, and eight in the evening. What the fuck? Three, four class and day. Even if even I don't go to train, I go there to watch because it's too much information, view, technique in the AV class. AV class. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy.
0: Much <laughs> yeah. like I remember I was just, if I had injury, I would just take like um, pain, like medicine, Thank I you do, like, I, I, <laughs> ibuprofen and stuff, like I wouldn't
4: wow. stop training. No, if no. I would get like fever sometimes wow. in, the, like, in the middle of the week, I would hey, go training. And, uh... and now I'm going to tell you the truth. Many people in the club say, hey Bruno, you're a friend of him, who, who have a good relationship with him. Hey, can you tell him to buy more gear, something like that? Because all the, his gear, like... He's fucked up, because he trained two, four times a day. Maybe he three or four gear, I don't know. Uh, Can't drive, Christian.
1: Uh,
4: Can't drive. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and then say, Bruno, your friend, like, he's like he did They the, 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 <laughs> He say, yeah, man, the guy's trained four times a day. <laughs> he did, he's not going to marry as good. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's crazy. And then Ricardinho kind of, put him on that picture at the Academy, like, Dirty gear is not allowed to train. You remember that? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? You <laughs> <laughs> put it there. Shit. That's really nice.
2: Did
0: you at any point, like, kind of just overtrain, like, broke down yeah, all the time? But I just, like, uh, kind of kept going, and then I just. I, then I would get sick sometimes and then I would just like keep training and then I would get well. <laughs> no but it was crazy. Okay, you were young. Yeah yeah.
4: I was like 20 uh, 21. huh From I was 21 to 24 I was like that and then I learned to to train a little bit less
3: and stop when I have like injuries and stuff. Yeah, no a little
4: bit. Yeah. But I think this is uh, really good like because yeah. A lot of like students and some athletes, when I go to to Brazil or another club to train like he, he don't complain that somebody cheat like always have a question but if the guy put a hand in here, if they hold balance is there. Like uh train, like his every class he quiet, he, he don't say nothing. Chris, I think I think he have three or four friends at the gym. <laughs> you do know, people like scared to talk He <laughs> just keeping his side. Nobody talks to hey, can you play that? Like, ask him if you want to water or something. Like, <laughs> look, look, him. You don't talk with nobody, just come to learn. Even like, don't talk with nobody. I say, guys, you know, like, we talk a lot about this and this and that, about the competition. When the guys is like that, in the future, this one gonna be is the danger. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, say, man, yes. I have stood like that, like, don't talk at all. When you just push him or some tournament or something, when they need to do the stuff, it's gonna be crazy. He like uh, also compete a lot the uh, blue belt and purple belt many people from the Denmark actually have uh, competing this time a lot because he got a lot of experience win and loss so you're trying to get his uh, And in the purple also purple and blue like some up and down but from brown no way man no way even I was at the cab you can do nothing like he starts doing like European, World, Panama, everything. Like, people start to talk, magazine. Where are these <laughs> the big guys with the blue eye doing here? See? <laughs> he come to take everything for him. Like, no one can mess. Like, it's crazy. It's uh, really nice.
0: It is officially the final training of the camp. Uh, it's Saturday afternoon and um, I'm on my way to the gym. I've been super busy uh, taking care of things behind the scenes for for today. Uh, we've been setting up a little dinner on the beach and um, just getting all that ready so I haven't really had time to train today. Uh, but I'm almost at the gym. Alexander Trent is teaching a noki class and um, after that, we have we'll be doing a three-hour open mat. Then we'll go to the beach for dinner, and uh, then we'll go out for the final party of the camp. So I'm here right now, getting changed, ready for the open mat. What's up, guys? So final open mat of the camp. It's uh, 5.10, we've been going at it for like an hour and it is so warm. I am just sweating so much, it's ridiculous. Uh, there's probably uh, 30 people rolling right now or something. I uh, hope we can keep it going for at least an hour more. But it's obvious that, that everyone is kind of tired here at the end of the camp. So. It's nice to see that all the instructors are still going at it. We have, I can see there are probably eight, eight black belts on the mat right now, still rolling with everyone, from white to black. And uh, that's one thing I really like about the camps. I I really try to find some instructors who have like, an actual interest in training with people and not just, you know, train with someone their own level. So it's really uh, satisfying to see that we can have all the instructors on the mat at uh, even at the end of the week we've been training for six days non-stop and they're still on the on the mat the open mat and uh rolling with everyone here so even hey rich hey how are you feeling last day last training last day i'm oh, feeling good but uh exhausted how, how many classes did, how many classes did you do this week
1: uh eight maybe yeah, eight classes, and uh, this is my second open mat. America.
3: So être bizarre le retour à la normale. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. That's quick. No, oh, normal yeah. Normal training.
1: Well, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, we shouldn't complain. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next week we're
0: going to be on the beach every day and there's no one there.
1: Oh, <laughs> fuck, how boring! <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be swimming every
0: day and yeah. it's like, just alone. I had
2: the feeling after Copenhagen camp, like all my friends were in Copenhagen and I just left and I was alone. I
1: was like, where are all my friends? <laughs> so
0: we had a few issues with uh, organizing the dinner here in the last night of the camp. Um, most of the restaurants are closed, and it's Saturday night, so they didn't really have room for forty people. Uh, a bunch of, a few of the local people, people here moved really fast, and um, here we are. It's uh, Saturday evening. It's nine o'clock. We are on a beach, um, Pelican Beach, which is usually quite busy because there are restaurants and that are a little bit loud. There are houses and. Villa, rental villas along the beach but um it's completely quiet right now because all the houses are destroyed the restaurants have blown away there is no one here except for us uh some of the palm trees next to the along the beach here is uh somehow fallen down and are now bending forty five degrees uh over the over the sand and underneath that we put out uh Candlelights and carpets, uh, blankets to uh, to lay on, and um, we had some food delivery, Moroccan food. A guy, uh, a chef that uh, a guy from the gym knows a chef who uh, who made um, couscous with lamb, vegetables for us. Um, so right now we're like forty people on the beach. It's uh, clear sky, not a not a cloud in the sky. Uh, full moon. What are the odds? Uh, it's absolutely beautiful, starry night. A few, um, a few small waves coming in. At one end of the beach is uh, what used to be Hotel Eden Rock, which is one of the most expensive hotels uh, on the island. It's also one of the most iconic. It's built on a rock, uh, kind of, uh, which is out in the out in the water from the beach. But it's completely destroyed from the hurricane and they won't open in at least a year. So um, it's empty, it's dark. There's a crane on top of it. Uh, just one light is on, as far as I can see. On the other side of the beach, is uh, it's a very short one. I would say it takes maybe two minutes to walk from one end to the other. Perfectly uh, fine sand. The water is crystal clear. It's It really probably is the most beautiful dinner we've ever done at a camp, even though it's in a in a scene of destruction, scenery of destruction. Um, but it's a very unique evening, I think. Um, I'm not sure people will actually notice, but in a month or two months, when uh, things are back up and running on this beach, this is impossible to make. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of tourists at this time of year, and uh, the houses are back up and running, and, so uh, it's kind of a special night here. When we're done with the dinner, we're heading to uh, a little bar that we booked for the night um, in town with a panoramic view of uh, of the harbor, and uh, we'll see where the night takes us from there. But we had the last train today. This is kind of the this is the end of the camp. Uh, some people are staying for an extra week just to kind of hang out, but um, yeah, it's been a crazy week. The contrast between how how stressful the preparations have been and how relaxed the uh, the actual week here has been is just crazy, absolutely crazy. The uh, the camp went really well, I think. There were really just a few things behind the scenes, but um, we managed to sort out everything and and no one probably noticed. So I'm very uh, I'm very pleased to uh, to have been able to pull this off because I honestly never thought I would even live here again after the hurricane because they were so so destroyed. And uh, But here we are, 40 people on the beach on a beautiful evening. It's very warm. I had to take off my shirt because it's just too warm. I'm sitting in a fat boy with a glass of red wine looking at uh, everyone eating and uh, they seem very very content very satisfied with life right now so that's that's what I aim for that's that's what I what I hope to uh, to give them with the camps um, so I think I'll be checking out from here this was uh, the first attempt at a podcast report from uh, from a camp and um, I hope you enjoyed it. the episode the next camp will be the winter camp which will be uh, in a month from now on I'm recording a podcast episode, Catler. Get out! I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, we should get going. Sure. I don't want to leave.
1: It's
0: nice here, huh? So that was the first uh episode outside of the studio on the road at the camp uh i hope you liked it and um again if if uh if you have any feedback on this please let me know I, um it's an and it's on an experimental stage so uh, i'd love to uh, to see how i can improve this for future episodes as always if you want to uh, know more about BGJ club charters just go to www.btjclubcharters.com and uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on bjclubchartus.com slash podcast until next time have a wonderful day